thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So this is the time where we look at stories that are coming up. We look at stories that are already passed. And of course, you will have heard quite clearly that tomorrow the 8th is the um, International Women's Day, an important day for all of us as we consider and think about the way forward. On the line with us, we have none other than Anne Gituku. She is Gituku Shongwe. She is a representative for the United Nations Women's South Africa Multi-Country Office, SAMCO. They're responsible for women's empowerment and gender equality in Botswana, Lesotho, Swaziland and Namibia. The theme for tomorrow is an important one. Anne, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Michelle. Good morning. And let's look at that theme, women in leadership and the toughness of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the skills that women have when they lead. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to us about some of the challenges that you have experienced, in, certainly in the work that you do, maybe even in your own particular space, but in the work more broadly that you do. Well, I think that, you know, the issue of women's leadership is one that is growing in momentum. And, you know, for a long time, we've been crying from rooftops saying, you know, uh, women must lead, women should lead and doing all we can to do that. But I think that what is what is great about um, some of the evidence that's emerging is that, you know, with COVID-19, and that's one of the things that we're focusing on during this International Women's Day, the countries that were led by women, the countries that are led by women, led in this response to um, to COVID-19. And so there is real evidence that where women lead, um, there is great effectiveness, as we've seen in countries like New Zealand. But we also are seeing increasingly the, the joy of watching as the, the head of the World Trade Organization is appointed. It's not just a, a woman, but Absolutely. an African woman. IMS is led by a woman. Um, you know, the European uh, Africa, uh, Bank is led by a woman. So there's increasingly global leadership that is led by women. And we are seeing that the decisions that women make when they lead transforms the way in which organizations operate and the way countries operate. So we see uh, increasing growth. As UN women, we are pushing for parity across the world. By 2030 is the, is the expiration of gender equality. And we expect that by then every country in the world is seeking to have a 50-50 leadership everywhere. And to be able to do that, we have to have bold leadership from the men who are sitting in those positions to 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 share that power because, you know, yeah. it's not something that they would do to step aside. I mean, South Africa has been a great leader, so we, we sort of take it for granted. Um, I mean, Kenya and in and, 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 and this country, the, the, the law is that that there must not be a single gender that is more than two-thirds percent of leadership. Sure. But it has taken a real massive push by civil society and global leaders to get the country to accept that, yeah. just to have 30% women leaders. So there is a lot of, uh, uh, you know, long, strong um, beliefs and norms that women don't need to lead at the level at which we're pushing for. So equality is not yet fully bought into across the world. And it was something we were discussing last week. Um, I was discussing it at work and we were talking about leadership uh, as as a geography as opposed to as a 
as a vertical. And what I mean by that is that we often assume that when we talk about leadership, we are talking about um, now the new leader of the World Trade Organization, women who are in powerful positions. And that's absolutely critical. But also the concept of leadership in spaces where you may be in a very rural area, you might be in a very small community. Mm -hmm. How do you lead in your school? How do I, as a woman who isn't in a major leadership role, but how do I lead? Well, I think that is such a beautiful um, way to put this issue of leadership because leadership, you're right, is not just about women in uh, public public leadership and decision making alone, um, but also the the incredible way that women lead um, in their families. Let's begin there. In yeah. the churches, you know, we're beginning to see shifts. For instance, in the church, quite a, quite significantly, and as we're seeing the shift in the church, we're beginning to see. Uh, women who are, and you know, right now we have an incredible faith-based movement that is um, uh, pushing for for prevention of gender-based violence and trying to take the communities back, uh, you know, so that we that that women can live safe lives. And the, you know, there's a, a group of women called We Will Speak Out. There's you know Thursdays in Black. There's several mm. uh, organizations of women. Um, in the church who are working and pushing to make sure that they can change the culture in the church. Because the issue is that even if they want to change, and they've had, we've had women leaders all the time in the church who are not necessarily the priest or the pastor or the, or the imam, but they're, they're pushing for change in the church, um, but have not been recognized as such. But, put, you know, but create movements. What women are really good at, and this is what we see creates change, even in the anti-apartheid movement, what created significant change was women working in strong collectives, in strong coalitions, where they advocate together in groups to be able to drive for a particular change. So it's not so much just the individual woman who is doing something incredible, but it's the fact that she doesn't move alone. And this is quite different from the way men lead at a community level. And I think this is what we see creates the change um, and the future that we really want is that collective um, drive and the civil society activism that we see that is so strong. I've been hearing uh, different reports. I've heard it here on SABC, on SAFM, but certainly also BBC reported it as well, that we've seen a dramatic impact on women and the impact on women uh, disproportionately being affected by the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, in terms of job losses, etc. This, of course, is something that we should be flagging tomorrow as we talk about International Women's Day. We must talk about this because truly, we have um, seen a reversal of gains that were made previously as we have had more and more women uh, losing their jobs. I think in South Africa, the figures that were emerging in the studies that we did showed that of the job losses that, that happened in the country, two-thirds of the losses were women. But we also know that women are larger in the informal sector than they are in the formal sector, which means they're already in very precarious jobs. Mm. They're in very precarious economic um, situation. So women in the inf- informality, we've got women who uh, domestic workers lost jobs significantly. Um, women who normally trade in the markets uh, uh, who, you know, and these were some of the decisions that were made to keep us safe, but inadvertently immediately impacted the women. The other thing is that as relief and stimulus was given by the country, um, 
these are harder to reach because they're dispersed. Women are dispersed. They're, you know, they're, 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 as you're saying, they're in communities and in ways that are not registered. Um, and some of the regulations make it difficult for them to be accessed. And so there had to be great push. And we saw, um, um, sectors like in agriculture where the, 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 the Department of Agriculture made exceptions to be able to have women, um, access opportunities and relief. Otherwise, it was difficult for them to be able to get that kind of relief. So we want to build a world, um, that where we build back not just better, but we build back equal. So as we look back, as we're looking at the stimulus and recovery uh, pr- plans for countries, we are pushing to say, look at how to be very, very differential, you know, preferential mm. towards women, discriminate positively, as people like to say, for women. Make sure that the relief is going into the hands of those women in the informal sector so that they can feed their families, they can continue to thrive in their businesses. Um, and and you know and and have and be able to deal with shocks. Many of them are not able to deal with shocks. Buy from women. The preferential procurement policy that that the, the president Ramaphosa speaks about that is forty percent women. This needs to be everywhere. Correctional yeah. services buy from women. Defense buy from women. Um, every single private sector company don't buy just peripherally from women. Buy forty percent of your goods and services from women. Look at what that would do because we know that when women have equal access to opportunity as men. And economies thrive. In closing, and I mean, obviously, this is you, 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 you know, this is about the choices that we make as we move forward, both men and women. If you had to say to independent individual citizens, these are the choices you need to think about as you move forward, what would they be? Well, I think the first thing is that recognize that women's equal participation in the economy is it is a virtue that we ha- that will drive our our economy and our lives so wherever you go and whatever you buy from if you're going to buy nationally buy from women for hmm. me that's a big one that we need to do look for women businesses look for small businesses buy from them as we look at the issue of women's leadership families support your young women Train the young men to understand and recognize that women's um, sharing of, of, of power in decision making is not a usurping of men's power, mm. but it's a building of future that's a much stronger one because when women make decisions and women participate equally in leadership, the decisions are actually broader and more beneficial to more of us. Um, and that as you think about and consider voting, I mean, we're moving towards a, a, a local government election in South Africa soon. This really is the core, the place where we can make a difference for public life. Um, this famous uh, district development model that is emerging. If we can have a serious look, municipality by municipality, at who leads, that there is yeah. leadership with integrity, that we are bringing in women who who are tried and tested, who we can push for accountability um, so that there is a real sharing of power in a way that ensures that it reaches the goods and services, the
benefits, the services reach every woman, every man in the country. Our world would be different because of that. Angutuku Shongwe, representative uh, United Nations uh, South Africa, multi-country office SAMCO. They're responsible for women's empowerment and gender equality in Botswana, Lesotho, Swaziland and Namibia. Women who we trust and respect. Let's look out for them. It's eight o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.